Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to the Wiseman's Here podcast. We are here to discuss Sunderland's 3-1 win over, to give it its full title, win Rooney's Birmingham and just have a bit of a reflection on where things are and how the season's been so far because we've got that international break now. So no immediate games to worry about in the future. Before we start, we're going to listen to some quick fan reaction from the game. Okay, so I'm here with Paul. Hi, Paul. So 3-1 there. What do you think of the game? I think it was a good game. I think we grew, we grew with it. I think as the centre half Scott been better as the game went on. Looked a bit nervous at the beginning, but they grew with it and did all right. And I think he maybe nicked the goal as well, didn't he? I think. Yeah. So obviously we had a bit of struggles at home last season. Hopefully we're trying to find our feet now and get make our place a bit of a fortress in the championship. Exactly. Keep it going and keep going. I think a few players in in January. I think we'll maybe push for the end. I think we might get towards the playoffs. Obviously, still frustrating for the strikers to have not scored, but I think they're getting there, aren't they? We're getting get, a lot of chances. Can they get closer than I can? I mean, roost off the bar. I think we've hit the bar three times the last two games. Right. It's going to fall. Once one gets one, we'll all get them. OK, so I'm here with... Alfie. So, Alfie, a 3-1 victory for Sunderland this afternoon. What did you think of that? Brilliant. Uh, from minute one, confident on the ball. Always, we were in there half, pretty much first, 25 minutes or two. And then... Um, Obviously, we got an early goal with Job. He was brilliant the whole game until he came off. Uh, yeah. So, obviously, you can start to see that home form is getting a little bit back on track now. Hopefully, we can do better than we did last season uh, at the stadium. Like, what do you think about that? Yeah, I think we need to collect points at home and away because later in the season, it'll obviously matter. And, um, yeah. The best teams win both home and away, yeah. Yeah, 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 obviously still frustrating for the strikers as I say Rusin really unlucky today but it's going to come eventually isn't it yeah I thought Rusin was brilliant today we just need to we need to give him more time I think and um, again Miyendo as well first game on us and he was he looked pretty sharp thanks to Jack for that John myself Stephen Gorse with us always got Gareth here evening good evening Okay, on this Monday evening, lovely outside, isn't it? Yeah, lovely, well, no- yeah. very November, yeah. isn't it? It was very much. Uh, oh, I'm going to get blown off the A19 sort of weather, yeah. but you know that would have been fine probably. I would have found yeah. on the way to get to get to the pod in time. Wouldn't have been an issue. Yeah, it's just <laughs> dedication. Just quite that's what that is now. How well, that's not dark not November. <laughs> well, that's what happens, isn't it? Yeah, it's called the rotation of the earth. Yeah. Well, we've we've got a, a winter cheer us up. We've also got 
Scott Wilson from the Northern Echo who's joined us. You were the game the weekend, Scott. I was, fellas. Yeah, I was. It was unseasonably mild, really, I thought, at the weekend. But yeah, you're right. It's a bit wet and wild tonight. I think the early kickoff probably helped on that front. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We, haven't, we haven't really had one of those bitter stadium alike nights yet, but they're pending, aren't they? Let's be honest. Yeah. There's going to be one between now and the end of the year. Yeah. West, Bro- West Brom was the winner last year, I think. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Jesus, yeah. I mean, yeah. Was... And then didn't we like when we like two nil up in that game? No, we were, we were we were one we were one nil up at half time and we lost two one. I think they scored two late goals. Rogic and did uh, we not two up? No, nah, we lost. Rogic and uh, what do you call the the American lad scored? Who we can't decide how his name's pronounced. We digress right at the start here, but Shrewsbury yeah. away was the coldest I've ever been in a football match in the history of the world ever. Were either of you at that game? No. Oh my god! To the oh cup match. God. Yeah, yeah. I, I should have even thinking of it. Any fans who were at Shrewsbury away away will remember one of the. Uh, I think it was one that Sunderland lost. Although they, they had a run of losing to Shrewsbury, didn't they? A couple yeah. of seasons in a row, I think. Yeah. But yeah, it was absolutely freezing. Snow on the ground. Yeah, it's yeah, coming. It's coming. I always like we always used to draw Carlisle in the third round of the FA Cup. It yes, felt like in the early nineties, and there was yeah. one. There was one year. I remember standing in the fall and it was like <clears throat> ridiculous. I think it was one worth. I think we drew one all and Derek Ferguson scored for us. I think I remember oh, briefly. Yeah. We definitely got them a couple of years ago. It, it was freezing. It took so us to replay didn't they, both times? Yeah. I can still um, I can still remember where I was stuck. That it's like a weird thing, isn't it, where you, it's obviously it was significantly cold because I remember I've got like a big I've got like a really clear mental image of where I was standing in like the gold and stuff like that. <laughs> and it was like what thirty years ago or something. Say yes or no. Oh, no, don't, don't, don't. I was thinking no. about the ninety-two could run earlier myself, actually. Um, which you know, I don't know I why. Can you still remember it? Yeah, re- all, vividly, yeah, yeah, vividly. Yeah. I was eleven year old. That's a prime age of remembering football yeah, matches yeah, and random stuff, yeah, though. Yeah. I remember Harry Redknapp commenting once how cool it was. I think it was nil-nil. We drew West Ham, and he said, "You just, you just know you're going to go all the way up the sun, and it's going to be absolutely freezing, and it's going to be nil-nil." Nah, that, that comment like sticks with us as well. He said that <laughs> once. Um, we are digressing. We've only, we've only got yeah, like 20 minutes yeah, left yeah. now or something because we need to be done by uh, half six. Uh, before we talk about the match, um, timely news for us that Patrick Roberts has extended his contract because that was due up at the end of the season, wasn't it? Uh, 2026 initial thoughts, Scott? Um. Well, I think, you know, fair play at them for getting it done before the kind of January merry-go-round started because it was edging towards that, wasn't it, really? You know, I, I suspect I suspect we're going to get Jack Clark stories in January whether we wanted them or not, and I suspect we would have probably have got Robert stories had this not happened. So it's good that it's it's kind of got out of the way, and it's got to be a positive that, um, that he's staying because, um, you know, I, I thought, again, at the weekend, we saw in flashes just what he's got to offer. You know, he, he, he caused the... Um, the Birmingham defence problems, I thought, when he was running at them, cutting in. He, he maybe hasn't got the goals yet this season and, and he maybe hasn't quite had the the kind of standout performances this season. Obviously, Clark's really been the standout on the opposite flank. But um, in terms of what he, he can offer in the Championship, I think he's still a massively, um, you know, a massively positive presence in that Sunderland team. I forget how, you, how young he is as well. Gareth, I, I watched back... Obviously recorded the match because it was on Sky and went back and just watched the goals and other bits and listened to what the pundit said at the end of the match and stuff. And when they were, they were interviewing uh, Robertson Clark, man, and they're like, 
and the Santa Roberts are you the oldest person in the team at twenty six? Yeah, it's insane, isn't it? Because like, I mean, the speak. I mean, you wouldn't think uh, Clark's as young as he is because he speaks. He's very maturely maturely spoken. I think that's a they? generational he's, thing, you know, Gareth. I think they're think? just <laughs> they're just clever, clever than us. I think now. Yeah, I think. <laughs> well, I mean, I guess you know, there's something to be said for the changes that came in, you know, a few years ago where. Footballers were kind of educated, weren't they? Basically, whilst whilst um, being in the youth setups and stuff like that. I mean, that's a relatively modern phenomenon, I guess. Um, and I guess that's maybe bearing out now in the media train and stuff like that that they have. Um, but yeah, I mean, we talked about Roberts the other week and his numbers, etc. But I still think he's, you know, he's kind of having a bit of a malbranch of a season where it's. The numbers might not be, um, you know, reflecting the positive contribution he has to the team, where the way he carries the ball and gets us into positive areas and commits defenders and makes defenders think about, yeah, um, and stop you know, putting the ball in the box, yeah. like we said. This is the thing when you look at numbers. So we score, we scored goals at the weekend from crosses in the box yeah. when people have previously refused to do it and. Whether we like it or not, in this day and age, I'll try not to go full dar here, but stats and data are seen as so important, as we know, certainly with recruitment, but in terms of performance and players care about it as well. So Clark or Roberts or any wide player, their stats will look better if they decide not to put the ball across in the box and they instead go back to a fullback or they pull it to the edge of somebody like Neil like, or on the edge of the area because their, um, because their, their stats go up. Their completed passes go up, but it 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 distorts how useful it is just to put the ball across the box, well, across did... the six yard box, because it it might get cut out by a defender, but you're gonna get chances by doing it eventually. And this this is what I feel like. Last season we didn't do it. We certainly didn't do it. I mean, yes, when Ross Stewart played, we did it, but then we avoided doing it and doing it. And Roberts has been infuriated at times this season for getting into the box and then just not cutting across for whatever reason and we scored goals at the weekend by the ball getting put in, in the box on the isn't, floor Isn't there a stat though that's so is it like a chicken and egg thing because isn't there a stat that says that most goals are scored from about 15 yards out from sort of just inside well sort of from the centre of the penalty area so are we are, do teams target the penalty spot rather than cross it because that's where how many goals are scored, would, or, or, or more goals scored, because that's where everyone plays. Because that's a stat. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think some teams and some managers would would shy away from getting the ball into the box early. If you know what I mean, you know, there's some teams, and and, and probably even more so in the last few years, that it's so possession based now that there is clearly an instruction that, um, you know, don't just lump it in there work it back, keep it, pull the defenders around, etc, etc. I think the ironic thing with Sunderland is that's not Tony Mowbray. Tony Mowbray is very much have shots, get the ball in the box, you're not going to score if you don't take that kind of chance. And so that's been, in, in a sense, the more the most infuriating thing about it that you say that, you know, I, I don't think Tony Mowbray is instructing his wide players to be reluctant to get the ball in the box if there's not really anyone in there because... Everything that he preaches to us in, in his kind of press conferences, everything is, I'm telling these young lads, have a go, take a shot, get the ball in the middle. So, um, so yeah, I think that's the that, that's where, it, you know, it, it's kind of has felt frustrating at times um, because I think Mowbray wants his players to do that. Yeah. 
No, to I, be, I think to be fair, just, it's been noticeable in the last few games at home to, in particular. To be fair, though, you know, he, he, if you looked at Clark's numbers, I don't know what his assists are like, but he's obviously scored nine. I mean, he must be 14, 15 for the season in terms of contributions yeah. to goals. So, I mean, he's not do. He, he's obviously doing something right, isn't he? If he's, yeah, he, I was saying that he'd have 20 if he was crossing it more regularly. Um do you know it's what I mean? It's, it's been more of an issue for Roberts and Clark. For Roberts, do you think? Yeah. Okay. I think Roberts, do you think Clark's Because Roberts is down? really good. Clark's good. Because well, what's good about Clark is he could in, when he comes inside, he tends to shoot. Yeah. And when he go when he goes outside, he, he does whip a good cross in and he does he does do it. But Roberts gets into the box so often because players just can't take the ball off him. It's just glued to his feet. I've never, I can't remember. Julio Arc is probably the closest to that I can I can remember. Who could just glide past defenders like they weren't there? Um, and, and it's been he gets in the box and instead of just squaring the ball for whatever reason, he just he just he would hesitate and go back. And maybe I'm being harsh here and he's thinking about stats on that, but you know that we know that, that comes into it and the coaches and, and people looking at that. But I, I, there's been improvement on that in the last few weeks, um, definitely. And it's just nice to see us scoring from that again at the weekend. I thought it was really encouraging. Well, I want to start. Um, <clears throat> to just start. Blabbing on Continue. for 15 minutes. Yeah. Um, obviously, the defensive situation. So we we, we knew that um, Onana Ballard was suspended. Um, and then it looked like we probably were going to see Sergan. Well, we're not probably because Sergan was named in the side, but um, um, you could have speculated about who was going to play there because there's, there's a case for both Sergan and Hume to play centre half. And the other one to go left back. I think we knew Huggins would probably go to the right, but then obviously Trent has had to had to be thrown in there. So initial thoughts on the performance of the two of them, because um, that was a concern at the start of the game, and that's not judging their ability or anything. The guys haven't played, haven't started for us, and it's November, so yeah. there was always going to be issues there. Your thoughts on how they got through the game, Scott? Uh, I thought I thought that there were the odd shaky moment in the first half. Um, both in terms of distribution and just in terms of their general positioning. But I thought that they definitely grew into the game. I thought they got noticeably more confident in the second half. And then I thought in the last 10 minutes or so, when Birmingham were thrown on the likes of Jukovic um, and, and Hogan and trying to be a bit more direct, I thought they looked pretty comfortable, to be perfectly honest. So, um, listen, Ballard is the best defender that Sunderland have. He's one of the best defenders in the championship, I'd argue, or, or heading towards that. So he starts whatever. All nine divides opinion, doesn't he? I mean, I I like all nine at centre half. I think that um I think that just his commitment and his leadership are big attributes in the team that Sunderland are putting out at the minute. Um but I think that there's an argument that both Sealed and Triantis have shown enough to suggest that they will be pushing for a place in the second half of the season. And and that's got to be good for Sunderland, hasn't it? To, to have those those options there. I mean, you know, I'd be very, very surprised if all things being equal, the first game after the international break, it's not 0-9 and Ballard back at centre-half unless either of them pick up an issue. But I think that both Sealed and Triantis can look back on Saturday with, with a fair amount of pride. And I think they'll have learned an awful lot from it. What do you think on that, Gareth, going forward? Because it's um, on the theatre, it's harsh to drop to drop one of them. But do you think? I think no, I don't want to be. I, I don't want to. I, I don't want to be accused of no, being negative. Right. The thing is, okay. I so, personally well, think I think a loan move would help Tradis. Personally, I think it would be. 
I think he will be fine in League One at the minute, and it will be good to go and see him get a run of games. Seals, I'm not sure. I can't decide because he looks impressive one minute, and then he looks shaky the next, and it could yeah. just be down to a lack of game time. And at some point, like you were saying, Scott, I feel like Morin needs to give him a couple of games in the first team because we've seen these shaky starts before. Remember what Echo started like? For us, yeah. like we've yeah. we, we we've seen it, and we've seen players, and they've got come through it. So you've got to give them a chance. Um, my instinct say you know, they're both not going to get games, so that's why I'll be saying I'll be leaning towards. Well, and Elise, Elise is coming back as well, so right. So I, I just think at some point he's got to give Sealed a, a, a try, and I don't want to sound it's a difficult one. The all nine one is a difficult one because, like you say, Scott, he brings so much to the side in terms of. We mentioned Roberts being the oldest in the team there, and we know that all nine does. He just he brings that game management to it, and he he talks players through, and his his influence is important. Half of me feels like he should be punished and dropped for for air the penalty that he gave away that he's been trying to give away all season in his last game, um, and b the fact that he couldn't see that game out with get without getting a yellow card. How he got booked so late was just ridiculous when he knew already that Ballard was going to be out for the next game. So that's. Might sound petty, but, but yeah. I think from a man management point of view, he should be. There's a question. There's, there's an argument to say he should be punished for that personally. But you know, he's, but, he's you know he's performing over nine. No, that's a thing. I, 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 like I know people might pull the hair out about it or be like, "How can you say that?" But he is performative. Like, yeah, you can have good games and you can play quite well. If he just got on with his job, that would be fine. And I know people would say, "Well, if you take elements away from people, or do the job differently." But he is performative. He does daft stuff. He, it, it's like he like plays to the, you know, the gallery, doesn't he? That's his thing, and sometimes it gets him into bother. Um, and I think, you know, that that is an issue for him. Um, and he should probably know a bit better, considering he's what twenty nine years old or whatever. He's not a kid, and um, people seem to kind of go on like he's a bear. And he's not. He's the most experienced player in the side. So, um, I'd kind of agree with him in that respect. Um, but I think really, one what I've seen from the, if you're going to include. The five centre halves we've got, I would say that you'd probably be looking at Ballard, top of the list, Elysio, or nine, and then you've got um, Seal and then Triantis. Yeah, I yeah. mean, there's an argument yeah. to say there's an argument to say <clears throat> that Serkin's actually probably a better centre back than Seal at the moment. But I agree with your point mm-hmm. in that. I agree with your point in that. You, you, you never, I mean, Egwick sort of was pre-Hull at the weekend, wasn't he? <laughs> sort of nothing he did seemed to come off. Um, but, like you said, I agree with you if you, you give people a chance. But I think my concern would be it was like blood in the water, wasn't it? As soon as, like, like Birmingham weren't in the game and as soon as they sniffed that, it was like, hmm, these guys aren't too confident. Or they're a bit shaky. They kind of went right. They kind of give them a lift, and they like got after us, and they exploited it and scored in that sort of spell. Um, and they were, they, you know, they, they, a lot of their players were just completely unmarked at times and just running, running free. Which, I mean, we got over it, but but they did it, tighten up. Like Scott said, they did. Uh, yeah, they yeah, did tighten the, up. Yeah, the first half an hour, the were, the world, I was a little bit like, this is just erratic. They're just all over the place yeah, here. Yeah. But they did certainly, as I said, by the second half, they actually they grew in the game. They saw they need they need minutes, and they need they need to play with each. I think the two, the two things I would say on that is that, that I thought that the shakiest 20 minutes that Sunderland had before half-time, yes, the defenders were being pulled around, but I thought that Equa just had a mad 15 minutes where he just seemed to give the ball away every time he got it, and that clearly didn't help. 15 minutes, of... generous, uh, Scott. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Usher in there. 85 Usher in minutes, I think. Really. And then I, I think 
the other thing I would say is we're kind of judging Silt and Triantis when, to be fair to them, they've been playing alongside each other. So it, it wasn't just that you had one of them inexperienced. You had both of them paired together. I think that either of them, if they were to play four or five games in a row alongside Ballard, would look better. Because I think that he'd make them look better. Do you know what I mean? He'd, he'd, he'd coax them through. He'd he'd deal with certain balls that one of them was having to deal with, et cetera, et cetera. So I think it's a, it's a bit hard to judge them when they've been thrown in together for their first games. Yeah, I think that's fair. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. I think Equa meant all people think we're no shy and stuff, but I think we just Neil, he just looked he just had a, a bad game. Just... Yeah, Neil didn't have a great day in the first half either. To be fair to him, I just thought yeah. well, I would have mentioned one thing that I thought was funny with, with Echo. Though. And I, again, love him and I just just put it put in the bin, forget about it. It'd be fine next game. I'm sure. Yeah, bad game. Um, of course, then, of course. Uh, I just thought it was funny when he kept going over to Patrick Roberts in the first half to to sort of just like offer some support for like shortcut. There was a there was a, the first time he did it. Roberts like did a double. Take and it was as if say like all right, <laughs> like <laughs> what, like what what? And Nick was just like, "Did I? Did I mean I'm just having a stinker?" So I'm just like, "Thought I'd just come over, see if I could make something happen." Like it was almost, it was almost like that. Whether I was looking well, at each other, like Rob's like, "What are you doing here?" And he was like, "Did I just 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 going with it now?" To be honest, and uh, yeah, I just I thought it was quite um, funny. Maybe chuckle. One of the positive, and we always say this. I think to be fair, even though some people do seem to think we're phenomenally negative. The one thing you can say about this team is they'll always like if it, like Eckwood is having a bad game. He didn't go into a shell. He still was yeah. trying, yeah, to do still the right thing. The ball as well, you know, didn't, the ball. didn't hide away. Wanted the exactly. ball, which, exactly. You know. That's all you can ask. Like it's all you can ask. Everyone has a bad day at the office. It's fine. Um, you know, he's not. We've won the game. You know, yeah. He 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 kept trying to do what he he's capable of, and it wasn't coming off. That's fine. Like in my opinion, yeah, it happens. You get sometimes you have a bad, bad game, and yeah. you know you'll be you'll probably have a good game in the next game because yeah. you can count since that whole game. You can probably count the poor games he's had on one hand, probably on three fingers, really. So there's no real concerns there, and he'll still be playing with a smile on his face, so it's not a problem. Um, I think the real positive for me was the three forwards at the weekend and it was interesting to see Burstow come on the left and he was had a bit more of an impact on yeah. the game I thought well. um, Russian I thought he must like I'll watch him and go he must be a nightmare to play against if you're like a defender because he's annoying like he's he's an irritant like he's he's always trying to move he's trying to bend runs all the time he's strong um, 
it's still rusty, I think. For another nineties reference, do you know who he reminds? He, well, he reminds right. like, he reminds me. See, see, let's see if we're going to say the same player. But not think of a son player from the nineties. Yeah, yeah. Oh, mine's right, from the nineties. Okay. So he reminds me of Stephen Elliott. Okay. Okay. I was thinking Craig Russell, so similar. Right, I guess. Okay. Yeah. He reminds me of uh, you know he reminds me of sleeves. Um, yeah. I, I think I, he I, definitely looks the best all round package yeah. at the minute of kind of all of them, doesn't he? Because he, he looks like the striker who could probably do a bit of everything. Like you yeah. say, he's strong. He can win a ball in the air. He can hold players off. But but I mean, he's technically pretty good as well. That one that he shuffled onto his left foot mm. early on to get the shot away that hit the pole. It's a lovely yeah. bit of footwork. So, you know, there's a lot to like there, I think. It's just like you say, he's raw. And and like all, you know, like all strikers and, and all of them at the minute, he could just do with a couple of goals to get him going. Yeah. Couldn't he? I think if you give him, him games. six, seven, eight games, I reckon yeah. we'll be saying he's got three and... Three and six, three and yeah. seven. He, it'll it'll come from. He you can see it. It's there. His, his movement, I think, is real. If you are, if you're playing in the team that we have with the attacking players that we have, um, and that goes right through the players that start to the bench. You know, Bellingham, Roberts, Clark, Awashish, Pritchard, um, Bar. He's going to get chances with that movement. He will. Yeah. And that, I think that's the issue we've had where we haven't had players go, getting into the right areas to get onto things yeah. and make the runs. And yeah, he slipped over at Swansea. Doesn't look great, but it was a great run and a great pass from Bellingham to get him in. I'd rather, like, same, similarly to what we're saying about Equa, if nothing's happening, you've got a problem. If something's happening and it's not coming off yet, it's less of an issue. If it yeah. goes on for another five, six games, <clears> he hasn't scored and that it probably does become a problem, but I'm, I feel confident with him. Where I look at him and go, he's definitely got the required um, skills and to 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 make an impact. I just think he needs needs time, and I think he's one of them as well. You know, you get you get. I think it's Sunderland if you run around a lot and you put yourself about. I think you do get a little bit more. Time, yeah, a bit of time. Yeah, and I think because he does that, and he's you know he's strong and he he doesn't mind getting stuck in. I think you know there was a, he gave the ball away in the first half and he tracked back forty yards and nicked the ball back off them things like that. You know, he. I think there's a lot of there's a lot of work with there, and it might take a bit more time, but I think if you just persist with him, it'll come. And I thought Mayenda when he came on, very direct. Um. Again, he knew he knew the runs to make. Yeah, and he, and he was he occupying defenders, and <clears throat> yeah. and that's the difference when we're not trying to be critical over him here. For example, it's just clear that he just he doesn't look like he's up to speed with the game, and and and, and that's it. And well, Meander Meander did more in that um, yeah. ten minutes, fifteen minutes, and Hamey has done in yeah, every appearance. He's probably yeah. he's probably made, and that's yeah, not criticism that's of him. It's just it, it's, it's just, just the obviously talking it yeah. about players name the Lord. There's one. Yeah. And, and to be fair, I think it's, even when he's been nowhere near being ready, it's clear that Mowbray is most excited about Mayenda. That, that, you know, for the last two or three weeks, from what he's been seeing in training and the little hints he's been dropping in at the presses, it's it's pretty clear that he excites him about just what he could be and what he could offer. Now, you know, just by dint of his age and he, even his lack of experience in France, he is going to be the rawest out of all of them. But 
I think Mowbray is quite excited by that because I think that he's got a lot to work with there and he can polish him and he can do this and he can do that. So, um, yeah, I, you know, I, I'm quite excited to see, think of how he might develop over the, the rest of the season. Yeah, no, I agree. Looks good. Um, no, we haven't got long. A couple of mentions as well because we're, you know, not we're digging out with anyone. We're having a joke about a couple of players who didn't play great. I think, um, I think Job Bellingham has been offered for a few weeks and I think, Try Hume has been offered for a while, and I thought I thought both... Hume was all right in the weekend. No, no. If you let me finish, oh, right, okay. all right, they've, been, they've both been offered for a few weeks, and I thought they were both excellent on Saturday. Is what I was yeah. going to say. I thought Hugg- I, I would say Huggins could argue be man of the match. I thought he was absolutely brilliant. Yeah, yeah. I, I gave Huggins our man of the match. I, th- I thought that both fullbacks played <clears> really well. I thought both defensively and at the other end of the pitch, um, I thought both fullbacks played well. But I thought Huggins, especially, I mean. There was times when he was almost drifting into your blooming friend Alexander Arnold. <laughs> yeah. What positions he actually playing? Kind of yeah. world of right backs that we seem to be living in. Um, but no, I thought he was good. I thought, I mean, obviously the goal line clearance. There was one kind of last ditch tackle he made that was really good as well, wasn't there? But I thought going forward, he he looked a real threat. And um, you know, he's he's just evolving really nicely, isn't he? He's kind of following the trajectory that Hume followed last season. That. You know, all of a sudden you look at him and thinking he's a he's a proper you know top championship fullback now. He's you know he, he um yeah he's been good. I think. Be interested to get some game time for Wales. I know they've called him up, up yeah. the squad, and they don't have a they don't have a uh, much depth at the minute at a national level. Wales, do they? Um, Hume loves a tackle. Yeah, boy, just loves a tackle. Like yeah. I've I don't think I've ever seen a player who loves a tackle as much as him in the modern era. To be fair, that one in the early on. Why hooked the ball around and won it back was just yeah. that was a piece of art. That honestly, yeah. that that was as good as watching any goal or anything. Because when he went in and he left the ground, you thought, "Oh shit!" <laughs> <laughs> and you know what, what's he done here? And and the, the, then he come out with a ball and 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 hooked it back on himself and turned away from it. That was just absolutely class. So did, really glad um, for those for those two to again young lads. So. He you did know, smash Bakuna as well in the second half, which was nice to see because it was like he was backing up his mate, which I quite enjoyed. Well, should we? Uh, I mean, we didn't mention that, did we? And we, we I mean, like, that, do we have a? Are we going to do the? Let's. Have I a think go let's just quick. I mean, just, uh, just maybe for the benefit of maybe people who haven't watched the game or whatever. I mean, Bakuna, the first tackle he does on Roberts of the Trust right is a, is a, it's as a yellow card as you're ever going to see in your life. Yeah. Yeah. So how we didn't get one for that? Well, the second one worse. Then he does another. Then he does another one that's a yellow card. And then, and if anything, and then he keeps, he, keep, he kicked the ball away in the second half at one point. He'd done another bit of a dodgy tackle in the second half where you would think, well, you at least get a yellow card for the accumulation of, of tackles. And, and how he's left the field without a yellow, it's, it's the most mystifying thing I think I've ever seen. I just could not believe what I was seeing, um, particularly that second occasion when you thought you can't lecture somebody and say that's your last chance when they've just had two yellow card challenges in a row yeah, yeah. and then he books Roberts for what he must perceive as petulance but Roberts kicked the ball back to himself off the Harden like but even I don't know. so it's, it's some call like to say you know he, he could just well I'm kicking the ball back to myself what do you mean keep myself busy it's the but he was the thing is it's it's this because he did it in thing. he did it, oh, he he did did it but he, you can understand it. why he's angry yeah. because he's not being like there's this whole thing about protecting players and Bakuna has gone out with the primary goal of hurting Roberts 
He has. Like, the, the, he wants to hurt him. Like, he wants to, and, and all, like, you know, when we did the live show the other week and Bolly was on about it, it's like, you can't really do that anymore. And I don't mind a bit of, like, you know, aggression, but I think it's like, they're trying to take him out of the game, really. Um, and he was, he had a knock after that first challenge. Then he did him on the same angle um, for the second one. And it's just a bit like, well, if you're applying the letter of the law for somebody kicking the ball away, I don't know why you can't apply the letter of the law for two yellow card offence tackles. It, it's yeah, just that, stupid. That was it. it. It felt like, you know, listen, Robert shouldn't get booked for that, should he? But, you know, going by what's been going on in the Premier League this season and this clamp down, okay. But if you're going to book him like that, you have to book the player for the tackle. It just makes absolutely no sense to let the actual, you know, the offence that can hurt someone go free and then book someone by, you know, okay, the absolute letter of the law of what is and isn't dissent these days. I I, I thought it was baffling that, that he booked one without the other. It's just very frustrating. I think it's it's frustrating for you know. I know people, sometimes we get comments on oh, a bit harsh on referees, and you know, I've acknowledged the fact that you know, there's, well, I've acknowledged different facts about. <laughs> there's a drunk side of us, obviously, on the reaction pod, which stated that all referees are perverts, which I do believe is true. Um, because why would you want to do that? Um, get berated by forty thousand people on a Saturday afternoon and booed and jeered. You must be into it. It must get you going. Um, but the actual, the reality is, and don't want to be like, you know, it's crap when you see like, you know, videos of referees who are, you know, doing park games on the weekend yeah, and getting, yeah, yeah. you know, that yeah. we're not ta- <laughs> we're not talking about, you know, it's completely unacceptable. But what we're talking about here is you've got forty thousand people who've come to a football match, and then it's like everyone can see something that apparently the person in control of the game can't. And it, it, it that's the thing that gets... Because I just had my head in my hands after that, where he kicked the ball away, off the Horden's got a book in, and Bakuna's just, you know, halved him twice in the space of 10 minutes and got away with it. It's, you know, it's, it's a pain, you know, customer as we are these days. Just to me, just a bit. It's difficult to take because you're like, what is it? What am I watching here? Like people yeah. make mistakes, but it's just it's not that's not even a mistake. Like I'd love to ask him and just say, Can you tell me what which bit of this which bit of these four or five instances wasn't a yellow card? Tell you what you could take put you could like monochrome the game, take all the sponsors off the kits, blur out the faces, ask every person in that stadium, those two challenges, are they without bias, is that a yellow card? And I bet you ninety nine percent of them would say yeah. Mm-hmm. Even yes, the Birmingham I'm sure, fans. Sure he kicked the ball away in the second half as well at one point. Well, he did. He did kick the yeah. ball away. He did. But then when mad. when Hume Absolutely when Hume mad. when Hume went into him and he went rolling round oh, and, um, and he got booked of... straight away. Oh, got booked yeah. straight he, away. he kind of kicked out of Hume as well, didn't he? And, and, he uh, said mad. he told him to get up, didn't he? That's I think. I wonder if oh, Hume got booked for descent for telling him to like get up after doing him. But I, I, I like that, mate. I thought like it's yeah. backing up your mates, and that's something we've actually criticised Sunderland for in the last few years, where we haven't got around the referee enough. I know it sounds bad because again, respect and all that, <clears throat> but. I don't think there's anything yeah, wrong with going. Abuse, and, I don't, don't think there's anything. Yeah, you, don't, yeah you, just... you just need to say, "Come on, what's you know?" Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. What's the situation there? It's like, how is 
how can this be acceptable? Yeah, just um, let them know, like, because almost like if nobody challenges him on it, then he, he, he'll he might think it was correct. Oh, it must have been right. Yeah. It mustn't have been a yellow card if nobody's going to go up and say, we might, we like, might go a bit of look on the uh, the first the corner for the first goal, to be fair, which looked a bit suspect. But, but it wasn't, um, it was a goal kick, but it wasn't obvious. Like, it was at, great, full, uh, at full speed, like, you, you couldn't really, like, behind yeah. the goal, I thought it was a corner at the time. You couldn't, you can't really blame any of them. For that, it was like really, really quick, and it's just took yeah. a double flexion and quickly went out. You you need like slow. They were on the sky. They were slowing it down and doing a close up to show you. So that shows you everything. You know what I mean? You, 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 that's great a different flick thing. on great flick for flick header for the yeah. for the assist. Yeah, for the goal, goal. Excellent, was, really yeah. excellent. Was. Um, yeah. As as was um, Hume's looping one for the second goal. Yeah, it was. Header. Yeah, brilliant header. Yeah. yeah. At the other side of the um, ground, that looked like. It was never going to keep that in. <laughs> look like yeah, no, it looked like he put, no, yeah, like he put far too much on it. Yeah. yeah, so that was good. Yeah, right, good. Nice to just get a routine win, isn't it? Didn't even play that well, but uh, never really well enough. Dead. Well enough. Yeah, we did. It was enjoyable. It's good. Good to, see us, it's good to see us getting wins at home again as well, because that was a one thing last season. Yeah, as good as we were away from home, we we didn't really uh, transfer that across to home. So it's nice. Get yeah. good crowds. I think, uh, I think it's uh, the third best home record off, in the league. Kickoff. I think it's the third best home record in the league. I think I, I think I looked at that today, which is um, you know, is is like you say, a, a, a decent turnaround from where we were at last season. Good crowd as well for an early kickoff, and buses, the bus strikes and everything, and and you normally lose, you normally lose some for those games, don't you? In comparison, to what they, they might tell you, how many they might tell you there to the reality, but it was it was good. It was a good crowd, and it's good to see, and it just shows that you know. If you conduct yourself in a certain way, the way these guys are playing and and, and the style of football they're trying to do, the people will get behind it. So um, we do need to turn into a promotion challenge, though. Let's 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 be real. This club needs to be competing, right? Okay. Thanks for joining us, Scott. No um, pleasure, lads. All the best. And we uh, will be back whenever. Where to preview? International just throws you off a bit. I don't know. I can't even remember. <laughs> I don't know. I, don't even, I can't remember. I can't, can't remember. Whoever it is, we'll be back yeah. to preview it. So, as always, as always, thanks for listening. Serves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.